bottle on the hips up. Honey bottles in the fips up. Hey, Naturally Glam fam. It's your girl, Jana, and this is Naturally Glam, the podcast. Charitable giving peaks during the holiday season, a time when many Americans love to be generous. But how do you know how your donations are really being spent? On this episode, I get a chance to interview Thomas Tighe, president and CEO of Direct Relief. He shares tips on charitable giving, explains red flags, and offers recommendations for charities. Hi, John. It's Thomas. Hi. Good morning, Thomas. How are you? Fine, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk to me this morning. I know a lot of <clears throat> a lot of times this time of year people are really focused on participating in charitable giving or just going out in their communities and and offering up their time um to others in their community. So I think this is a great topic um to discuss. So I thank you for taking some time to answer some questions. This My morning. pleasure, of course. So first can you tell me a little bit about um, your organization, Direct Relief? Direct Relief is a humanitarian uh, nonprofit organization that works in all 50 states and about 80 countries around the year each year. And our role is just to get people who lack access to health services and medications access. Um, so we provide free medications, uh, working with local nonprofit clinics and health centers in all 50 states in the United States, and, and really inspiring groups overseas midwife programs and people who provide services to folks who are less fortunate so that they can, they're trained, Direct Relief helps them to have the tools to do their work. So we have a great opportunity to meet um, very inspiring people all around the country and the world. And we've been around since 1948. Wow. There's so many charities out there and, um, you know, you see on social media especially, you see lots of GoFundMe right. and different um, organizations that come along, especially when there are maybe some sort of national, uh, I mean, a natural disaster or something like that. And people are nervous, especially when things are online. They're nervous about, you know, where their money is going, if, if the charity is going to actually use the money for good or if it's actually even a real charity. So how can we as the public sort through all of these different charities that we see and pick the, the ones that are actually doing good? Yeah, I think you raise a really good point that because so much of the work that charities do is compelling work or there's a very emotional uh, situation that arises, it can be prone to being exploited. And not every, even though a cause is very compelling, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything done under the name of that cause is, is done well. So I think people are right to be careful, particularly before they part with their money, and what I think any member of the public can do is, and thankfully there are kind of like consumer reports type uh, groups that are independent, they're well established, and their job is to rate and assess charitable organizations to make sure they are legitimate, that they're filing the proper papers, that they're legally and lawfully organized. And they also assign a grade to how well they do based on 
their public information. So I think a group like Charity Navigator, which is charitynavigator.org, does this. Um, they rate charities as their job. And it's sort of the consumer reports that should give people a sense of if they hear about something or want to contribute or become involved with an organization, it's not a bad idea at all to go look at Charity Navigator and see what's known about them and whether it has a rating and what the rating is. And I think that's an important, reasonable thing for the public to do and thankful that, um, that these independent organizations exist. This is not something you can pay to get a better grade. Uh, for Direct Relief, which gets very good grades, we got a perfect score, but you know they would have ju been just as happy to give us a zero stars and a really bad score. So um, it's important for charities. I think it's important for members of the public to, to know that these services exist that are independent. Yeah, a lot of times people focus on this time of year, um, giving, we call it the giving season, right. especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, is it really important for people to, you know, focus on giving this time of year? Does it make more sense to kind of spread, spread it out throughout the year? Does it make more sense to kind of focus on this time of year? And is it still as beneficial if, you know, people are only thinking of giving during this time of year? Is there still some benefit that's, that gets seen? Well, yeah, you know, it's... I, for probably the reasons that you mentioned, Jonna, you know, I, maybe it's because we're encouraged or it's kind of a sentimental time of year with the holiday season and Thanksgiving to think about others. But, you know, a, a surprising, you know, more than a third, if not 50% of all the charitable gifts that are made by individuals in the United States happen within about seven weeks, right at the end of the year. So that's a huge period or a short period of time where a huge percentage of all gifts are made. And it's in part, I think, due to the, the tax season and people thinking, gosh, how am I going to do this year if I have to pay my taxes? But also kind of the tradition that's developed around the holiday season, where it is sentimental. I think the advertising generally is encouraging people to give and think about those less fortunate. And it's this wonderful um, sentiment, sentimental time. But um, it's still important for charitable groups like Direct Relief that rely exclusively on charitable gifts that they come in, you know, because uh, some groups have access to uh, government resources. They receive a big chunk of, or the majority of their funding from, from government sources, which is fine and great. But I think for those that really rely uh, and sink or swim based on the support that they receive from the public, it's still a critical time. Um, Although groups like that or Direct Relief, I think they would certainly welcome support any time of year. We just know it tends to be when, at the end of the year when people kind of can assess their own situation and see how they're doing and are encouraged to, to make a gift. Now, what would you say are some things that charitable organizations, or you feel like more charitable organizations, small and large, can do to kind of encourage people to, you know, focus on giving to charities and not feel so, um, what's the word I want to use? <laughs> I don't want to, maybe cynical is the right word, but, you know, people, like I said before, they kind of don't, everybody does, is not so trusting. Right. Um, so what do you think is something, is some things that organizations should do in order to, to gain the public's trust again? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I think you know, without 
the, the element of trust, it all sort of breaks down. I think it's not something that, um, you know, when you go to, um, when you're a buyer or a shopper and you pay $10 for a product um, or $5 or $3 for a cup of coffee, you get to decide whether you got $3 worth of value from that coffee because you're the buyer and you're the consumer. I think nonprofits, it's a little bit different because you're, you're giving money to the, a group, but the service is going to someone else. So you really don't know if your money bought value that you intended. And so that's why it's important for, I think, nonprofits to understand that and to take and listen carefully to what members of the public are telling them. We want to help, but we're not sure you're doing what you say you're going to do. And I think what Direct Relief has learned that the best way to come at that is it's, it's pretty clear. People want to know what you're doing with their money and whether it did a good job or not. So we try to tell them. We try to give them more information than is required at uh, Direct Relief. Uh, we listen carefully to even comments that come in on our website. And like any organization, you want to be responsive to the things you hear. And I think the, the skepticism that you mentioned, John, I think that's a, it's a real one in society. So what does anyone do? You try to listen to it, respond to it, and don't just plug your ears and hope it goes away. I think it's there for a legitimate reason. And I think the more nonprofit organizations do that, the trust that may have been eroded a little bit will be rebuilt. And um, so listen carefully and tell the truth and all the other good things you learn in the second grade. We'll That's rebuild the true. trust, right? <laughs> that is what that last question. Um, if we get contacted by a charity or a supposed charity by phone or by email, I see a lot of these emails coming in as well. What are some things that we should look for as red flags so we know, is this something that's legit or not? It's a good question. I think it's always um, fine to just hang up, thank the people, and then do your own um, research. I think a group like CharityNavigator.org, uh, that if you log into that site, you can check and then put the name of the charity that contacted you into the search bar, and it will tell you if it's registered, if it's legitimate. I think that's always better than just clicking on a link, uh, unless you know the group um, that you've signed up for their email newsletter. But it's like anything. I think things you've not heard of or people you've not heard of who call you and ask for your money, it's probably a bad idea just to you know, think it's going to be fine. It's certainly a good idea to check. And thankfully, these, these consumer advisory or consumer protection groups like CharityNavigator.org, um, that's the service they provide. Um, I think that a lot of them, particularly this time of year, it's, it's like buyer beware for everything and stick to groups that um, either are very local and you know the people or are national have been around and you can find their website clearly, like directrelief.org. <laughs> so, um, and I think it's helpful. And the worst thing that can happen is people to be exploited when they're trying to do something nice and generous be because they're encouraged to do so. So it's, it's nice for your readers and listeners that, that you're taking the time to try to advise them because it's, it's really a tragedy when it's exploited, as it often is. Well, thank you so much, Thomas. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about Direct Relief and Charity Navigator. We definitely will be using those two resources this given season. Thank you, John. My pleasure. Gorgeous.
Thank you so much for listening to Naturally Glam, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a huge favor and rate this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And if you really, really enjoyed it, take a moment and leave a review. Feel free to leave your comments on SoundCloud. And if you have more questions about this topic or any topic related to beauty, style, lifestyle, or blogging, email me at jana at naturally-glam.com or tweet me at naturallyglamtv. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Girl, tell me how you get so gorgeous. Living life like this so gorgeous.